Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Jillian Murphy, a naturopath, speaker, educator, and coach, and this is Food Freedom Body Love, a podcast I put together to help you make peace with food, body image, and weight so you can kick your all-consuming, exhausting weight control food obsession habits and start living your best, healthiest life. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. I hope you're not here for my singing because that's about as good as it gets. I hope instead you are here for my new series, Back on Track. We just finished up a mini a mini series of sessions, which was really fun. And now I want to just move into this idea of back on track for fall, which, as I mentioned in my last episode, is a little controversial because if you're in the anti-diet weight inclusive world and you hear back on track, I think it immediately conjures a, a diety feeling. And that's for good reason. You know, it's one of the reasons I used it. I used it because whether you're new to an intuitive eating or you've been doing it for a while, it is a relatable feeling to feel like you have fallen off track and that you need to get back on track. And it can be very confusing when you are trying to leave dieting behind to have these feelings pop up. And this is a really typical time of year for those feelings to pop up. So I named the series Back on Track, not because I actually think that you're not on track, but I think that it's a it's a common feeling that we have. So I just wanted to clarify that. Um, and of course, I hope that if you've been around here for any amount of time, you know that I'm not going to recommend restriction or focus on weight or any of that through this series, right? This is about looking at getting back on track in a whole new way. I have talked about this before. In December 2020, here on the podcast, I talked about a concept I call arcs. And the fact that we engage in these arcs at specific times of the year. And an arc looks like typically, you know, um, we go from a, a regular routine into a slightly altered routine. At that point in, in the year, I was talking about the holidays. I was talking about, you know, those, those December holidays that start to alter our regular routine that typically leads to what feels like more indulgence and um, eating things that we don't normally eat, staying up maybe later, having more alcohol, more caffeine, all kinds of those things. And I talked about the fact that at the beginning of the arc, it's like an, it's like, you're, you know, it's just on this upward curve where it feels kind of great. It feels really exciting and maybe even a little bit um, glamorous. That's a weird word to use, but I think, I think people know what I mean. It feels celebratory. You know, you're a good time Sally when you're in the upward part of the arc. <laughs> um, but then, you know, the arc starts to curve. It starts to hit a peak and it starts to, to flow over. And, what tips that arc into a downward into a downward curve can be a lot of things. It can be our bodies starting to feel a little icky from eating in a way that's not so routine or or um, normal for us. It can be bloating. It can be clothes fitting a little differently. It could be a photo that we see during this period. There's lots of things that can start to um, make us feel like 
this good time Sally phase needs to end. And what I talked about in those episodes is the fact that immediately old programming wants to kick in and tell us that we were bad and that we let things fall apart and we negate all of the beautiful parts of the arc because all of a sudden we're not feeling so good in our body and maybe our body shifted a bit and we want to shift really immediately into shame and blame and old stories around restriction and and weight loss, etc. And then also... (laughs) If you are invested in doing this work, the pain of that downward arc is layered with feelings of feeling bad about feeling bad about your body because it's like you're supposed to be this like feminist and this body positive person who never, who never allows any of those thoughts to pop into their brain. And so there can be sort of like pain on pain. So I have talked about this. You can always go back. There's an episode called The Internal Battle um, that's really good That where I talk a lot about this arc. In, in that series, I talked about the arc more in terms of like um, indulgence and, and being caught between these two opposing desires to reject diet culture and the other systems upon which diet culture is built and then the desire to accept our body and feeling caught between, you know, wanting to optimize our well-being and doing the thing that feels really good and right for our body and being worried that we're falling back down the diet hole and being on that teeter-totter back and forth. And I talked a lot about the emotions, the guilt and the shame and the and and the old restriction stories that pop up. So in this series back on track for fall, I want to dive a little bit deeper into, you know, maybe the physiology or the nature or the the mechanics of this arc, less about the emotional wave, less about the guilt and shame and being caught between two worlds. I'd like to think, I hope that at this point in following me, that you know that that just is going to happen, that that's part of this body image, intuitive eating process is knowing that old programming is going to show up and we're going to get caught in these little micro spirals and the work is to work our way out of it. So I'm not going to talk too much about that. It's there. It pops up. It happens. What I really want to focus on is, you know, what is actually happening in terms of nourishment and what our body actually needs and how it loves things and then shifts and why we're resistant to the fact that our bodies shift and change and don't want and need the same things all the time. So I just want to dive a little bit deeper into the details of what's going on. We've identified this arc. We know that it's there. We know that it shows up at different points in the year. Um, And maybe even month by month, it's showing up for you, depending on what's going on. I want to get more into the detail of what's happening, of what we can do about it, how we can start to approach this differently, the barriers to approaching it differently. And I really want to introduce you to my Juicy Body Workshop. It is happening 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Wednesday, September 15th. And you are going to have the opportunity to make a plan for fall that feels really amazing. So you're going to be able to make an anti-diet weight inclusive plan for feeling good in your body this season. 
It's free. Like I said, September 15th, it's going to be about an hour and a half. And we're going to work together to make a plan for you where you can focus on well-being without falling into old diet holes. So this series is leading up to that. Today, I really want to focus on old ideas and new ideas when it comes to nourishing our bodies, moving our bodies, and caring for our bodies. So that's what I'm going to focus on today. We're going to focus on old ideas, new ideas, and then we'll move in the next few episodes into you know, how we can do things differently, what gets in the way, asking the right questions. There's going to be so many really interesting things we dive into. And like I said, it's all going to be working towards this juicy body workshop, which you can find the link for um, in the show notes for this episode, in my Instagram bio, and also the promo bar on my website, foodfreedombodylove.com. So let's dive into the episode. Let's start by talking about who this series is for. You know that I always like to make sure that we're really clear anytime we start moving into these um, kind of like higher level concepts within intuitive eating and health and wellness that I want to make sure that I'm clear on, on who the work applies to and that we're really clear on the context within which we work on health and wellness. It's very important to me. It's fundamental to my values and my business. Um, so let's talk about that really briefly before I dig in. First of all, I'll say that if even the sheer concept of getting back on track is triggering for you, um, even if you trust me and you know that it's not going to be about restriction and it's not going to be about weight, if even the concept of it pulls up a feeling of resistance or reaction in your body, it may not be the right time for you. It may never be the right time. For some people, depending on their history with food and weight, um, just, just eating regularly, consistently, and and not thinking about food is the ultimate goal. And it's an amazing goal. So I'll just say that this doesn't need to be for anyone. I have designed it specifically for individuals who have done some work with intuitive eating, who are doing okay with it. There's no, there's no such thing as perfect, but who are doing okay with it, but who are coming up against these moments where they were on summer holidays or a vacation or the the December holidays and they're bumping up against these moments. It can even be after, you know, if you if you have a menstrual cycle, it can be through that period of time where you just eat differently and it feels good. And then there's a point where it doesn't feel good. And it pulls up old diet programming. It pulls up a feeling of wanting to get back on track. And it's confusing. And people don't know what to do with it or how to manage it. And so that's what this series is for. It's for people who are doing okay, who are not swinging wildly with food, who um, are feeling fairly stable, but are having these moments pop up where they're like, you know what? I want to focus a little bit more for whatever reason on my well-being, on my health, and I don't want to fall down old diet holes. 
so that's who it's for. And then in terms of context, I want to be clear about the fact that I do not believe that our health is infinitely individually controllable. That's fundamental to this work, that um, the things that are the major determinants of health are often out of our control. Genetics, socioeconomic status, race. There are systems in place that make achieving health and wellness very, very, very difficult for certain groups of people. Stigmatization. And I never want to bypass any of that. That is not the point. The point of this is merely understanding that for those who have the resources and the time and the ability that we can optimize that 18% of, of sway power that we do have on our health, that it is a, a valuable and a valid pursuit as long as it's within the context of like, you're not 100% responsible for everything that happens with your health or your weight or your shape. You know, there are systems of power in place that are so much more powerful and, um, and there are certain things like genetics that we're not fully in control of. So this is just about working with, you know, the small percentage of, of um, play that we have when it comes to our health. And if you have the time and the value and the mental and emotional capacity for it, it can be something that's really fun. And, and it can feel really good to work on these things. We just want to make sure that you don't go down those old, unhelpful paths. Okay, with that said, let's jump right into old ideas and new ideas. So old health ideas. These are, and I say old, meaning for me, I find them very dated. They are still incredibly present moment and prevalent in diet circles where the belief is that we should just be able to control food and movement and shift our body weight and shape. So when I say old, I just mean that in my opinion, these are incredibly dated and within this community, we're considering them old, but they're still present in weight loss circles. So old health ideas, when it comes to the human body, the old ideas are that we are static, that we are linear as human beings, that we are measurable and that we are fully controllable via willpower. And so what do I mean by that? I mean, first and foremost, that we can figure out exactly how much food we need and how much movement we should be doing and what we should be eating just through equations, that there are numbers that we can use to determine how many calories we should eat and what our weight should be, and that those things should be unchanging, that we sh that they should stay the same every day all the time, and that our journey should be linear if we're doing it correctly, like we should be on one track and that track should be clear and we should be able to stay on it and we should be able to stay on it through sheer, sheer willpower that we can use numbers and stats and theories and external ideas to tell us what's going to be best for us. And then once we find it, we should be able to stick with it forever, forever and ever and ever. And there should be no problem with that. The old health ideas when it comes to feeding ourselves, 
you know, nourishment comes strictly from nutrients. So the components of food, the quality of food, nourishment and, and being healthy is all about nutrients. And more specifically, it has become about micronutrients. So it's no longer good enough to be getting fats and proteins and carbs in our body. We need to have, you know, in this, in this old idea of health, these ideal micronutrient diets that are so pumped up and superfooded and overloaded that everything is ideal all the time. Again, according to these theories, ideal. So those are the old health ideas. And you'll see when I talk about new ideas or the food freedom body love redefining health ideas about our bodies, you know, these really bump up against our humanness, the fact that we're living, changing organisms, right? Um, it's sort of like looking at the human body as though we're robots. This idea, I want you to really think about it because it's something that when you're in diet culture, you don't think about. But the idea that you should know how many calories you need to eat per day and it should be exactly the same every day. Like my hamster doesn't eat this, the same amount of food every day. <laughs> I, plants need differing amounts of water and it's sunlight, depending on the day. Um, children, we can see children eat differing amounts of food, depending on what's happening in their bodies, right? So that leads me into the food freedom, body love, redefining health ideas, the new ideas about bodies. Within the work that I do, I consider, I define our bodies as cyclical and changeable. And we are a combination of both predictable and unpredictable. What I mean by that is that there are patterns that we, that begin to emerge as we get to know ourselves and, um, we can find comfort in the, in those patterns and that predictability. And at the same time, we need to be ready for the fact that as living, breathing, cyclical, changeable organisms, there's always going to be a bit of unpredictability built in that things are going to continually pop up. Going back to that um, kid analogy, it's like that idea of you know, we start to look for patterns and find patterns in children. And then the minute we find a pattern, you know, they get a cold or a tooth starts to come through or they have a growth spurt. That's still true of adults. It's just, you know, the things that the unpredictable things that shift our patterns are different. It's more like stress and um, hormones and <laughs> the environment that we're living in and our emotions and the amount of movement we're able to do. So we're, we're cyclical, we're changeable. We are a complex combination of predictability and unpredictability. And, you know, the, 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 the cycles that we move through, the changes that happen in our bodies are controlled and guided by internal regulation. So as opposed to the old ideas where it's like, we have the equations we have the facts, we have the stats, we have the research, we have the information, now make your body apply to it. Within my definition, my ideas around health, and, and this is fully supported by research, it didn't just come out of my brain, although I see it in my practice all the time, 
these cycles, this changeability is controlled and guided by internal regulation and life experience. So it's, it's not us making our body fit with the rules. It's following our body as it shifts and changes. And a really important concept in this new idea about health and wellness and bodies is that one cycle, one part of the cycle begets the other. One part of the cycle begets the other. Let me talk about that a little bit more. My background is in naturopathic medicine, and I studied traditional Chinese medicine within that. And yin and yang, this like combination is really important in traditional Chinese medicine. And that's what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about the fact that we are both yin and yang, and we need both of those things in order to be whole and well. And this often is forgotten or ignored or invalidated when we're in diet culture. And so here's here's an example of that. Hunger and fullness. Before I did this work, it was very common for me to consider days where I felt satiated, where I wasn't as interested in food, where I didn't feel like eating as much. It was really common for me to consider those good days. Days where I was hungry, and where I felt almost insatiable and where I wanted lots of different things were considered bad days. In this new idea about health and wellness and intuitive eating and weight inclusivity and managing our bodies, I would like us to consider both of those days as important and valid pieces of the cycle. That as dynamic, changeable human beings, there will be days where we're less hungry where we're less interested in food. And there can be a lot of reasons for that. And then there will be days where we are starving. We are so hungry and we want more food and we want different kinds of foods. Maybe we want more carb dense foods or more sugary foods or rich foods. And one's not good and one's not bad. They are both parts of the cycle and one part begets the other the days where we're really hungry and we eat more and we eat wider varieties of food lead into days where we feel a little more blah and disinterested about food. And a few of those days leads into more days of being interested in food. This cycle is continually flowing, ideally. What I see most often when I'm working with women is that because those hungry days are considered bad, they try to interrupt and interfere and cut, you know, stop those days. And the stopping of those days interrupts the natural flow of the cycle and gets you stuck in hunger and perpetual insatiation, right? Um, Same thing when it comes to just even our attention to food, right? There's days where we're more interested, we're more focused on it. We want to be more, there's moments where we want to be more intentional, not just with food, but with our health and well-being. And then there's periods of time where we just want to forget it all and throw all, throw it all the rules and throw them all out, throw caution to the wind. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I think you know what I mean. There's moments where we want to be more intentional, pay more attention, put in some time and effort. And then there's other moments where we just need to let it all go. And again, in diet culture, old ideas about health and wellness in the belief system, it's like we should be perpetually and and consistently 
forever attentive and intentional when it comes to health. And that's considered good. And any periods of time where we are not focused on our physical health and well-being are considered bad or falling off track or falling off the cycle. And so I just want to introduce this idea that we are cyclical and that all of these parts of the cycle are incredibly important. And when it comes to our bodies, when it comes to weight and food and movement and health, I could come up with really unending examples, truly, when it comes to these cycles and when it comes to how one piece of the cycle really allows for the next piece of the cycle to happen naturally. And to just finish off today, what I really want to dive into, um, or sorry, not dive into, I guess I'm diving into it, but what I really want to introduce um, is the idea that this, this feeling of wanting to get back on track is a result of believing that one part of the cycle is bad. So this feeling of like, I want to get on back on track in terms of like, I did something bad. I fell off. Um, I wasn't taking care of myself. And now that's old. That's an old idea around getting back on track when it comes to your body. And within the framework of what I do and the juicy body workshop that I'm offering on September 15th, where we are going to be cultivating a plan for the season, for feeling amazing in your body is not about defining one part of the cycle as good or bad. It's about understanding that if you had a really, you know, socially and emotionally fulfilling summer where you really didn't pay as much attention to your physical well-being and you sunk into barbecues and ice cream cones and, you know, late summer evenings, having an extra glass of wine, that those things are incredibly nourishing in their own way. And in the Juicy Body Workshop, we're going to talk a little bit more about this. We're going to talk about our biopsychosocial needs and why sometimes we need to really just attend to, to, to mental, emotional, social needs. Um, and that that is nourishing for us. That is an important part of the cycle. And if at any point in time that starts to feel not as good, then that just means we're moving into the next part of the cycle. It's begetting the next part of the cycle, which is that feeling of like, okay, I'm ready to really attend to the biological piece of this. I'm really ready to attend to my overall, you know, my physical um, well-being. And so within the context of this series and this juicy body session that I'm offering, I want us to think about back on track as just refocusing. We're just, we're going to like pay a little bit of attention to this piece of the cycle, which is when we want to be a bit more intentional when it comes to our well-being. And we want to um, put in a bit of effort and put in a bit of time and energy and that we can do that without being restrictive we can do that without focusing on weight loss. We can do that in a really holistic way that considers much more than just food and movement and that it that developing the skill to be able to do this and to recognize you know when you need to do it and the best way to do it is to me really part of this anti-diet weight inclusive health perspective and lifestyle. Like this is the pinnacle, 
right? Of when we can allow our eating and our movement and our bodies to ebb and flow, and we can let go when we need to let go, and we can refocus when we when we feel the need to refocus, and we can do it in the right way. So that's what the Juicy Body Workshop that's coming up is going to be really focused on. But for today, I'm just going to end on, um, I just want to summarize that old ideas about health and wellness really told us that we were static or we should be static and linear and completely predictable and controllable and that we could use numbers and stats and facts and equations to tell us exactly how our bodies should behave and what they should need every day and it should be unchanging and that within this new framework for well-being, the food, freedom, body, love, redefining health frameworks, we are dynamic changeable humans and what our bodies need will not always come from the same places in the same way and that we can learn how to work with that we can learn how to ebb and flow we can learn how to be intentional when we want to be and we can do all of it without focusing on restriction dieting weight um, and it can all come from this place of creation and abundance and and just doing things that just really add to our lives instead of take away. All right, that's it for today. As I mentioned, if you want to learn more about the Juicy Body Workshop coming up on September 15th, um, you can find the link here in the show notes. It's also in my bio on Instagram and on the promo bar on my website, foodfreedombodylove.com. You can hop on the list for that workshop. You will get all the info that you need, including a worksheet, um, the Zoom link, the date. And if you can't make it, you'll get a replay afterwards. So this is about cultivating a health and wellness plan that is perfect for you for the fall that is not about restriction, is not about weight loss, and is just about feeling your best and understanding that our bodies change and shift. So hop on that list right away and stay tuned for the next episode where I'm going to dive into what it looks like to start to formulate that plan. Um, And we'll contrast it a little bit with, with how we might have approached this in the past. So that's what's happening next week. I can't wait to get into that with you. If you have any questions or comments, email me hello at foodfreedombodylove.com. Have a great day.